Welcome yeah. back. Round 23. We're watching um, Geelong decimate slowly and painfully the corpse of Carlton. Uh, five minutes into the third quarter, and it's really sad because they were, like, building for next year, and now they're just... I know. What a sad note to end on after, actually, quite a positive year. Plus, Gary Ablett's piling well, which is always down. Rose is eating a sandwich, if that's why I are. She's hard to understand. We're both very hungry. Yeah, we're both very hungry. We didn't plan this um, recording very well. So I've got food on the way and Rose has got food on the way to her digestive system. Yeah. So Erin's going to carry for the first five minutes and then we'll and then, switch yeah, out we'll switch. when the bar so and me the chewing, yeah. Okay, actually, now, if, it, if it's just me, up to me for this first five minutes, I do have something well, that like, I want to talk about. Here, no, no, I do. This is actually perfect because I do have something that I want to talk about without being interrupted. I'm ready to <laughs> Something was brought to my attention during the week by a listener who I once considered a close personal friend. Uh, we were at dinner with our friend Annabelle. Shout out! Shout out. I don't think I told you about this. Maybe you were in the bathroom. Or maybe you weren't there yet. Okay. But she was like telling me that she'd been listening to the pod and she was like, yeah, it's really funny that you talk to someone who's much smarter than you. <laughs> and then I was like, hang on, do people who listen to the podcast think I'm stupid? No, you're not stupid. I'm not smart either. <laughs> so. um, I've decided that to set myself a challenge that for the course of this recording to not talk about what a man looks like or how special I think his heart is to just like make the make the listeners realise that actually I'm a highly intelligent woman. Patrick Cripps has got a friend really hot and seems like a good dude. Thanks, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> there he is again. Looking sexy in the road. Actually, Patrick Cripps holds a special place in our heart because he's kind of the reason that we started this podcast. Is he? Well, yeah, because remember that night we were at the Metro watching the Collingwood game and you were, we were talking about making a calendar for good boys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> our original idea was actually not a podcast format but a calendar format <laughs> where we were going to have... We permission <laughs> from No, players. the original plan was to have a, uh, like a player per season. So it was like Bont, Cripper... Yeah. Then Dusty and not Dusty, sorry, Darcy. I meant to say Darcy, Darcy and Brody. But then I was like, we can't have two Collingwood players if there's only four players all together. And so and so the pod was born. (laughs) My food's three minutes away. You know what? I think we should adopt Carlton as the pod's favourite team because there's they've got the highest concentration of players wearing long sleeves, including one Daisy Thomas, whom I think should have been given one more year. Carlton, don't get ahead of yourselves. You won a few games, but don't ditch Daisy. Is this his last game? Yeah. That's really sad that this is how he's going out. Carlton have kicked two goals ten. Oh, he's at 17 for July. Radagalia. Radagalia. Mm-hmm. I think he belongs at the top of the category. He's really young as well. He's like 19 or something. Oh, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. Now I feel bad. Because I... Oh, wait. I'm already about to break oh, my Oh, Gary time. Ablett playing for a... Fr- All right, this is what we have to say about Gary Ablett. <laughs> Fuck off, man. It's worse because he's actually good, so it's... You know, he's not just, like, some guy that's, like, a bit over the hill. He actually is a very influential player and I don't want him to... Like, I don't think the boys get around him. Well, it's probably because he's, like, an old religious fool. Radigalia? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Sava Radigalia. I love him. Oh, fuck. I've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop talking about good boys. <laughs> this is my curse. <laughs> yeah, I saw an article in Triple M the other day that said that Gary Ablett... Re- Greta deciding his contract to the Suns after one week, and I was like, well, fucking think things through a bit more, you little shit. Because then he just, like, had a tantrum when he was up there, stopped passing his fitness test and got to come home early, and I was like, oh, you're like that rich kid that, like, gets what they want, even though it's, like, not the right thing. Also, even if you feel that way, to discuss that in a public forum is so such poor form. 
to be like, I never wanted to be there and I hated every minute of it. Like, what about the players who supported you, the coaches who cared for you, the... The brown you got that you didn't deserve. Yeah, it's just like, oh, well, that's a kick in the face. My food's here, so I'm going to have to excuse myself. Um, Carlton just kicked it out on the phone. And... Which brings me to a good point of... Everyone's got so much to say about all the stupid little statistics. But no one talks about accurate kicking, which is the most important one. In my opinion, it's what kept North from winning games at the start of the season. It's what meant Geelong were so dominant at the start of the season. They weren't outplaying teams particularly, but they were just scoring way more accurately. And that's what I have to say about that, because Aaron's coming back, so I don't have to do it by myself anymore. <laughs> this is going to be really loud to eat. I might have to go in the other room. No, don't leave. But the crackle, it'll be so annoying. Bunnies are the loudest food. My bone to kick for the week is with Jimmy Bartell. Not for the obvious reason that he's a cheating bastard, because... <laughs> <laughs> no, because long, I, I already knew that men were untrustworthy snakes and that even the ones that you love... Even the ones that you love will disappoint you eventually. But my mum apparently didn't know that, and as listeners of the pod might know, Jimmy Bartell has been a huge part of my family tapestry um, because my mum has been madly in love with him for many years, so much so that when my brother was little, he would be like, Jimmy Bartell's my stepfather, even though my parents are still married. <laughs> Um, and then it came out that he was having this affair and my mum sent me a text saying, I'm so angry and upset. I thought it was perfect with lots of emojis of heartbreak. You couldn't let this poor woman just think there was some love in the world. It felt personal. <laughs> Jimmy! You broke a family. Oh my God. Carlton have now kicked two goals, 11. Two goals, 11? No, three goals, 11. Six, oh, times, six times three, three is 18, plus 11 is 29. <gasps> oh, Carlton. This is a disaster. If you if you didn't know any better, you'd think they didn't know where the sticks were, am I wrong? <laughs> I had so many bones to kick this week, but I forgot to write any of them down. Oh. Um, Guess what happened at work today? What? Um, so Charlie Dixon came to work this morning for a takeaway coffee, and he was standing a metre away from me on the coffee machine the whole time, but you know when footy players do that thing where they're trying to be incognito and they just like wear a hat and it's like we all still know who you are yeah but I didn't like his hat worked and I didn't realise it was him until I went to take him his coffee and then I was like oh my god it's Charlie Dixon like act cool and then when I went back to the counter my friend was like why did he just say namaste to that guy because <laughs> I'd gotten really nervous and said have a nice day in like a really funny way and then she it sounded like I said so Charlie Dixon thinks I said namaste to him <laughs> what's your um, boss? My hot boss is that I had Tex Walker and Dom Pike come in to my work for a coffee and a green tea, which I found really weird. Oh. I just feel like he's like a steak and beer sort of dude. Like that's okay. how he comes across. Don't label him. But yeah, that is how he comes across. Um, Maybe he didn't want caffeine that day. But um, my hot boss is neither of them said thank you when they left. And I didn't really hear much about what they were saying, but... It seems very top secret, and I heard a few like "fuck this player, fuck that player." We're quite well placed within the community to um observe, be like underground. We're like in spotlight. We're the underground journalists that are going to expose the Catholic Church. Also, either we didn't ever see James Hurd at all, or <laughs> he's still here because we were at the colonist the other night for Erin to enter her tips, and he who was at the colonist and walked past. You know what, though? I do think it was him because the colonist is definitely the kind of place that James Heard would hang out if he had moved to Adelaide. I have a lot to say about the last game. First of all, Collingwood. 
Josh Thomas got carried off the ground for 30 <laughs> seconds to go and everyone was like, he's done his knee, like he's cooked. And then he was after the Roman Bryan thing, he's chilling downstairs, chatting to everyone. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I just twisted my knee. I've got the old clear. So what the hell, man? I would do that. Um, I think Josh Thomas has a relatively low pain tolerance because he's, like, gone down looking like something really serious has happened a few times and then he's always back the next week. When you're telling this story, I'm just picturing Josh Thomas from Please Like Me and it's, like, actually fits. <laughs> he would do that. <laughs> um, Darcy Moore, a.k.a. <laughs> this is what I wanted to say about my mum. I sent her a text last night being like, I hope Hot Noddy's okay. And she replied being like, who's Hot Noddy? Who is Hot Noddy? Darcy Moore. Why is he Hot Noddy? Because he looks like Noddy, but he's hot. He doesn't look like Noddy. I don't remember what Noddy looks like, to be totally honest with you. Let me see a Google image search. He looks nothing like that. Yes, he does. Because he's got like the little tiny nose, the little eyes. Not sure about that comparison, but okay. Yeah, Wayne Carey was being annoying as per fucking usual. Okay, so we won by 11 points. And then um, in the last quarter, though, we kicked, like, out on the full, behind, 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 behind. So I think it's, like, the two teams had kicked the same amount of goals at the end of the game, but we kicked 11 more points than them. And then Wayne Carey was, like, harping on about how, like, Essendon should take so much away from the game and he was, like, more impressed with them, even though they lost. I didn't think Wayne Carey could do anything more to make an enemy out of you, but he's really found the perfect way to do it. He was just harping on about how Essendon were, like, more of a finals threat and all this crap, and I just want him to die. I'll leave that where it is. We all know I'm afraid of a lawsuit from Wayne Carey, so I'm not going to. I'm not going to engage in death threats against Wayne Carey because I do think we're about to get sued by him anyway. Um, keep an eye on Wayne Carey's head because (laughs) oh my god, stop! (laughs) We're going to get killed. No, he's obviously a man that cares a lot about his appearance because he could slot right into the Grinch. Yeah, as an could. extra with <laughs> the fucking work he's had done. He's starting to go bold. Keep an eye out for hair plugs. It's only a matter of time. You heard it here first. Hot goss. Straight off the press. Wayne, <laughs> Wayne Carey might be getting hair plugs. <laughs> that, doesn't, that definitely doesn't fall into the category of hot goss. <laughs> hot hypothesis. Okay, it's three-quarter time. We've picked a really boring game to watch for the pod this week. Actually, but you know what? We did need to have at least one Carlton game in the, this season so that we could talk about Patrick Cripps. So... It's allowed. Is the Brownlow on Monday? No. Uh, all Australian. Oh, that's what they meant when they yeah. said, yeah. Brody Grundy will be one. Hot goss. Brody Stop Grundy. Stop hot goss wrong. <laughs> Brody Grundy <laughs> might be the Australian rap. I really don't want Brody Grundy to leave. And I also don't want Darcy Moore to leave because we have, like, four father-sons at the moment and it's really... Sweet, because they're all from the 1990 Premiership team, all their dads. Aww. And so it's like all their sons could play a Premiership together as long as they don't. Hey, show me the money. <laughs> I'm so sorry I did. <laughs> oh, God, look at him. He's so good looking. But um, he also has no distinguishable features. Yeah, we're talking about Patrick Cripps. Surprise, surprise. There's something about him, but you can't pinpoint what it is. Why are you looking at me so confused? Because he's good looking. That's what it is. And also what it is about Patrick Cripps is that he's, like, so strong, mm. but he's not, like, gross muscles. Mm. He's, like, retired bodybuilder. No, and now he, like, not he, like, chops wood on a farm and he gave that life. <laughs> he, gave, he gave that life up a long time ago. And if it was, like, the middle of the night and you were trapped in a river and it was gushing. Well, Why are you going... describing the, a Zac Efron 
one movie with Piper from Orange is the New Black. The lucky one. I've never even seen that movie except, um, but yeah, he'd be able to save you. I'm actually really happy for Buddy that he had a good 300 game. Do you know Scott Pendlebury's 300 next week? Oh, I didn't know he was that old. Well, we did we talk talked about, about how old he was. Last year, but like, I don't know. Crept up on me. Sorry, Scott. I should have been paying more attention. Zach Tui wearing long sleeves. He's gone for a three-quarter sleeve. I'm really into that. No, he's just rolled it up. Oh. Um, oh, this is getting ugly. It's 50-point margin. You know what I realised? That we keep bringing up all these segments, doing them once, and then never bringing them back, which is not the definition of a segment. Bone to Kick has... You haven't said yours for this week. I know, because I had so many and I can't remember what they are. I wanted to... It never works on the weekend, because it won't let me scroll back through the articles for the week of the <laughs> ASL. Let me get my computer and see if I can find some. Well, there were none specifically. You're just going to read our article headlines. Yeah, like, because it's an ongoing... Um, it's an ongoing problem. Yeah, it's just there's something about them that makes me really angry, because they're trying to make them... I can't tell if they're trying to make them clever or if they're like ironically making them They're just stupid. like, that's, it's just the 24-hour news cycle. They've got to churn out these articles so there's no time for actual um, craft. Yes, I did a politics degree. Oh, has got shepherded. He got held off the pole. Do you think I'd be like a fun goal umpire? No. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> because you'd just be, you can't be impartial and you can't be like um, affectless. You'd be, like, yelling at the umpires for being cunts throughout the whole game and don't pretend that you wouldn't do that. Well, I wouldn't. I'd be like how Eddie Maguire never commentates Collingwood games. Like, I just wouldn't umpire. Yeah, but you get so agitated no matter what game we're watching. Yeah, but a goal umpire is... You can't... What am I trying to say? No, you'd be a good runner because you could just go out to them and be like, Oi! Why did everyone care so much about Jaden Stevenson playing this weekend? What do you What do you think about it all? Sorry, I'm really distracted by Patrick Cripps. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I, I completely understand. You know what Patrick Cripps' definition of? That saying that's like, the girls want to be with him and the guys want to be him. Did I say that right? But you know yeah. what I'm getting at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is that guy. You know, he's our age. Isn't that so incredibly frustrating that someone is that successful, wealthy? Yeah, but you like if you think about it in terms of arguably... Healthy? The healthy one, yes, but the profession, like the successful and the wealthy... Like, theoretically, that's ahead for us, whereas this is the prime of his professional career if he's, you know, he's this athlete. Or midfielders usually peak in their, like, mid to late 20s. I know, but, like, his working life, presumably, is, like, done by 35 at the latest. Now, I'm going to put something to you. Yeah. (laughs) Would you rather become a high-powered feminist academic, um, change the world and, like, live in a really cute house and have a farm and a border collie and, like, have a really nice individual life, or be a wag for Darcy Moore? I'd probably be the wag. Okay, interesting. For Hot Noddy. <laughs> Anything for Hot Noddy. Wait, what about for Chris? Um, yeah, also, then I wouldn't have to live on a fucking farm. Oh, <laughs> okay, well then, live somewhere. Also, I could still buy a border collie and be a lecturer. <laughs> Idiot, Just question. go along with my game. Shut up, Why do you want to play my game? Um, no, you. I meant like when I said wag, I meant like housewife from fifties, like Betty Draper. You so Don. If 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 Darcy Moore is your Don Draper, then you're Betty in the early seasons when she shoots all the birds in the backyard. That would be your inner frustrations that you didn't get to live your dreams <laughs> <laughs> of only bought a collar on a farm and being a lecturer. <laughs> um. Oh, how 
to do it for? I could do it Thriller. for... Thriller. What? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you have to do it for? How long do you have to do it for? It's your life. I don't know then. Mm, interesting. Can I have a job? Calls herself a feminist. Stop. I'll be the feminist lecturer. <laughs> Wasn't that fun? No, you asked me. Um, but as two members of our good boys calendar, there's no way they would um, yeah, that's not true. support their lady and or man because we don't know. We don't we know. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of heteronormativity happening on this podcast. Maybe we should um, address well, that. Shout out Lucy Hayeswood tried to let, tell us hot goss <laughs> Darcy Moore and Jack Lodi from St Kilda were together. Then she messaged me like a week later being like, oh, I think I got it all wrong. They don't even follow each other on social media. <laughs> yeah, but maybe they were together and then they had a bad breakup and so they unfollowed each other. Maybe. Okay, who's your dream AFL couple? And please don't say Brody, Brody and Darcy Moore because we've been there, done that. No, I wouldn't want that anyway. I think... Ooh. Yeah, that's a hard Do you question. have anyone in mind? No, I'm thinking about it now because I thought I was going to answer after you answered. But um, no, Jamie Elliott Ooh, okay. and... What about Elliot and Dusty? Nah, they're too, too same. Too many tattoos. No, I just think you want like... No, because I like them because they're both like timid, private people that are actually seem okay, to be, have quite gentle personalities. Okay. But, um, so you're going like for... like they're going to kill you if you saw them on the street. You're going for like think people are in common. My instinct was to go for like tough and then gentle. Maybe that speaks about our relationship <laughs> expectations. <laughs> I, I want something that's absolutely doomed to fail from the start. <laughs> what about? I actually want to think about this because I feel like this is a good question. Rory Sloan and Dusty. No. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. That came from the pits of hell within me. I didn't mean Just, that. Why, why am I? Why am I so tempted to pick someone tall and want someone small? <laughs> <laughs> Isaac Heaney would definitely be a bottom. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Is that fair to say? Oh, Geelong. They're absolutely smashing them. This is hard to watch. So, I mean, arguably... Oh, I love Luke Dowhouse. Arguably... I'd like, like him and Gary Rowan to couple just up. Just because you're they seeing look, them hugging right now after nice goal celebration. Together. They look nice together. <laughs> they did look nice together. It was a very supportive relationship as well because yeah. they hugged after that goal. Oh, I meant to tell you as well. I realised the other day Can that... Can I have some wine, please? Okay. Oh, sure. Yeah, Sorry. I thought you knew everything. Sorry, I didn't mean to sound so aggressive. I meant to say, can I have some <laughs> Your voice like breaking. <laughs> I meant to say, can I please have some wine? But it came out in the wrong order and made me sound really passive aggressive. One of my theories as to why you like Carlton so much is because, as far as I can think, they only have one blonde. <laughs> Harry McKay. Oh, yeah, I, I accept that proposal. I think it's almost definitely a contributing factor. Why is, is John Noble off topic? Is he actually an albino? No, your dad, <laughs> your dad just made a joke about how pale his legs were when we were at the Collingwood game and then that got carried on throughout the night and somehow morphed into John Noble as an albino and every time he went near the ball and missed it, it was because he was blinded by his own legs. But it's actually got no I grounds in reality. I think the blind jokes was to do because a lot of albinos are blind. Yeah, that's, that's what... Because the but joke not was. From seeing themselves. There's only seven minutes to go. This game's so boring. Sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> not your fault. Robin Williams, Matt Damon is me shaking Patrick Cripps after this game saying it's not your fault. <laughs> Even after, like, I watched the Collingwood game versus Carlton earlier in the season with my parents who hate Carlton from 
the 90s when they used to go to the BFL games and they were really mad at me for like supporting uh, Patrick Cripps amongst whilst also supporting Carlton which is what used to have my first football um allegiance no my first like footy player that I was like obsessed with when I was a kid yeah. was Angus Monfries. Oh, uh, I think um, that was the experience of everyone born <laughs> in between 1995 and 1986 was all in love with Angus Monfries. And so every Anzac Day game, because he started off his career at Essendon before he moved to Port. Um, why were we all... Why did he... He was like... He was just... Boy. He was like just that guy. But objectively, I, I don't find him attractive at all. Well, now I'm like, no. It was only when I was like 12 <laughs> for one but sparkling I, year. But I think as well, like... People's hotness changes over time when, like, oh, we've, with the winds. I really want to stop objectifying them and talking about how hot no, they are the whole time. because we spoke about as well, it doesn't matter if you objectify anyone in this world as long as you don't make them feel unsafe or uncomfortable. And thus far, none yeah, of but, the good boys have... <laughs> but I want to sound smart. I want people to think... Like, you are smart. Quick, use a five-syllable word. Ah, uh, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> <laughs> No, sorry, that just because while you were talking about that, I was thinking how we like take a shine to these teams that when you really break it down, they don't necessarily deserve it because they're old clubs with heaps of money. But I read the other day that um, Gold Coast, which makes sense, but also Melbourne, the year after they made the finals, are going to the AFL for a handout at the end of this season. Isn't the entitlement of that like you're literally one of the oldest clubs with probably the most amount of money? And they're going to the AFL asking for money after one bat- shit year where they just played badly. Isn't mm. that bad? Doesn't that make you haven't, angry? Haven't Melbourne had financial problems for a long time? Yeah, but they've like had so much support and they've turned it like they played finals last year. Like Gold Coast, it's like they've been terrible for a really long time. Yeah. And they need help to turn it around. Melbourne like just had a bad year. Gold Coast will not be six- Oh, it makes me so annoyed because I'm like, the answer to all Gold Coast problem is to not have them play as the Gold Coast team. Like, move them to Darwin, move them to but Tasmania. But do you think rebranding at this move point would help? Move them to, like, North and Western Australia, like... But then how... But how, Okay. Yeah, absolutely, because then they gain a lot of supporters. Do you, um, do you really think that would work? More supporters means more sponsors. More supporters means atmosphere for the players and attention for the, from the players as well. No, but I don't know if take like picking up the Gold Coast Suns and just calling them like the Hobart Suns is actually going to achieve that because people have too many connotations around that's the Gold Coast Suns. I feel like you need to start from scratch. No, I think it would fix everything. Okay. Well, show me your business degree and then we'll, then we'll talk. Well, we, I can't prove it, obviously. It's just a hot hypothesis. Five minutes left, it's... 122 to 55. This is getting so ugly. End it now. Put them out of their misery. Look, look at his beard, actually. He looks like Abraham Lincoln. It's not a good Who? beard. Uh, is it Jacob Wiener? Oh, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> it's like mutton chops. Oh, God, oh, my eyes! <laughs> I just wasn't expecting mutton chops. It's Abraham. Abe. Her I like the name Abe. Maybe I'd name my kid Abe. Because I'm working with babies at the moment. And the name Gabe is nice. Yeah, I like the name Gabe too, but it's like... Is it always Gabriel? I don't, I don't know. I'm not the authority on that but yeah because I'm imagine like imagine if it was Abriel <laughs> what's Abe no Abe short for Abraham but Gabe short for Gabriel but they sound the same when you shorten them wow but yeah because um, I'm working with babies I've been like putting together a list of names not that 
it's just like makes you think about baby names and like I don't think I actually want to have kids but now I've got like a list of 15 names that I would use if I did have babies because I'm around babies all the time so I'm always thinking about it. What have you got for girls names? I find girls names almost impossible. I've actually got a lot more girls names than boys names. I found boys names hard. Do you want to hear them? Sure. Okay. I can't really remember. They're written down in my placement notes but it's like I like Sarah. I like Eden. Short, and I have Eden. an auntie called Sarah. So do I. And she's my hero. Um, Eden would be Edie for short. Uh, I like Nina. I like Eleanor with Lenny for short. It's um, and Remy. Oh no, Remy's a boy. Quickly, it's so hard because it's like you love a nickname, but because children are annoying, you know that they're gonna like choose something different. Yeah, but I like Eden too on its own. Yeah, but it's just like a bonus that you get to use two names in one. And there was another one, but I can't remember it, which makes me think maybe I don't actually. Evie. Um, I have a cousin called Eva who we all call Evie, and like I love her, but and I love the name, but I couldn't use it because I've already got one. Yeah, people love Sarah but hate Sarah, and it's basically the same uh, thing. Actually, it's... crazy that you say that because my auntie Sarah's partner is a woman called Sarah. Oh, that would be like poor that, Patrick. That would be like if I was with someone called Aaron or a woman called Karen. Yeah, two minutes to go. They're they're at least at this point they're exactly half. Do any of the other names score. rhyme with Rose? Nose. It's not a name. <laughs> Blows. Waitrose. To reiterate, <laughs> do any other names rhyme with Rose? Not words. Ambrose. Isn't that a last name? It can be a first name. Of an Essendon player. <laughs> it can be first. Now, we haven't talked about football at all this episode. Let's quickly in the last two minutes fit some stuff in. We have occasionally screamed out Patrick Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not your fault! We didn't actually need to be watching this game to just periodically yell out Patrick Cruz. <laughs> That's just our normal conversations. No, I, uh, we spoke about accuracy. We spoke about the long sleeves. Yeah. What we haven't done for a couple of weeks is a player of the game. We keep forgetting about that segment. Oh, uh, well, who Patrick do you Cripps? think I'm going to be? Let's disclude Patrick Cripps because otherwise it's not fair. Um, okay, dumbass, but it's exclude. Annabelle was right about you. Disclude is a word. Oh, You're well, wrong. I hope it's not. I'm going to make a song and dance. <laughs> Dis- oh, player of the match will not be Patrick Dangefield, who's on field right now. Wow. He's kicked three goals, three behinds, and had 33 touches. Yeah, he's, unfortunately he's good. I'm surprised it's not 6-6. Six, six, six. Best players of his generation. That's a bit rich. Yeah, actually, you know what? Always does really sweeping statements. Sadly, that that might actually be not inaccurate. He's really good. Yeah, he's really good. Well, Cripps has had one more disposal, so that makes him the best player of his generation. Goat, (laughs) goatee, McCrimmeroo strikes again. So the main twenty contested. Did you see Brody Grundy got twenty contested possessions last night? Good for him. And like seven clearances and thirty-three touches. That's not including his hitouts. He was fucking gone wild, Brody. Happy for you. Um, so the main difference between exclude and disclude is that English, exclude is a standard English word and disclude is a non-standard English word. Actually, disclude is a word used in dentistry. So there you go. You heard it here first. I like Rowan. Do you know he's Ken Hinckley's nephew? No. Yep. I just assumed he was Irish because he's got Irish got red hair. Last name. Oh, you've got red hair. You're not Irish. And and he looks Irish. Yeah, but he might be he might be Irish on his other side because Hinckley and Rowan different names. True. Yeah. I saw my um one of my Irish friends when we were at the game. Was this with you? No, I was with Lucy. When we went to the Adelaide Oval a couple of weeks ago. It was no. last week, wasn't it? Fuck me. Time's going at absolute snail's pace. Um, <laughs> I am not enjoying my life right now and it could not be over. Cannot wait for dead. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, Gary Rowan kicks a point. 19.15 is actually also just as bad as 8.13. As long as you have more, I think if you have more goals than points, you're forgiven. By whom? Run, Patrick! The official committee. Patrick looks sick. From a leather boys. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> you have heaps of touches. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> you disgust me. All right, siren sounds. Game's over. Oh, Daisy's no, crying. So are you going to make fun of Daisy for crying? Just like you made fun of Callum Ward? Or are you going to allow it? All right. Listening to the playback, it sounded worse than I meant it to. <laughs> I just wanted to... It was the fact that Callum Ward, in, like, the middle of a game, was inconsolably crying over an injury he'd gotten, which is okay to be upset about it, but it's more that he was captain, the game was still in play, and that so was you- sort of... I For me, I would think that, as one of the co-captains, that's the time to, like... Put on a bit of a brave face, right? Um, so you think until Lee- the game's over, when your team's like okay. fate is in yeah. the balance. So what you you think leadership means stoicism? Whereas I think no. my interpretation of that is that it's re- it's even more important that he was the captain because it's like setting the tone that you know what actually we're honest and open about how we feel. I think be upset, but that was the footage I saw was him completely severed from what was going on on the field. Right. He had his head in his hands and he was, like, sobbing. Aww. Which is... It's really sad that he didn't get that injury, but um, I just meant while the game was in play, he sort of needed to be a bit more present as a captain. And look how many buttons Nick Del Santo has on his <laughs> stupid jacket! He looks like um a UK detective. He wishes. Well, that's that's like the look he's constantly going for. With well, his... yeah, and it's working because he looks like that. Uh, okay, we don't want a fucking one-on-one with Gary Ablett, thanks, Nick. Ow. I never expect Gary Ablett's voice to be what it is. But you know whose voice I love? Robbie Gray. Because he's got a cute little lisp. And I always felt, this is my own, this is my hot goss, but again, complete personal hypothesis. The reason Robbie Gray was never in a leadership role because he's sensitive about his lisp and he doesn't like giving media um, appearances. But he's got such a cute little voice. <laughs> but we love your lisp. But we love you, Robbie. Um, I actually don't. Yeah, you've never no, heard it, it have you? Yeah. Isn't that crazy because he's so high profile, but you've never heard him speak? Yeah. Because, because <laughs> the only logical conclusion to draw <laughs> is he's a shame. But he should, um, he should embrace. Oh, Uncle Daisy. Uncle Daisy, the little baby with a beanie on. Oh, my Aww. gosh. I saw a really sweet video, actually, that got um, posted last week, and it was, like, a little five-year-old girl sobbing her eyes. No. Crying her eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was the MCG Melbourne game last week, and the dad was like, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" And she was like, "We need to get to see Daisy play again." Oh, that's sweet. And then he was like, "But who'd you get a special high five from?" And she was like, "Patrick." <laughs> <laughs> and then Daisy commented on the video saying, "Bless whoever this fan is." Oh, that's, that's really sweet. Oh, I really I used to, actually I used to um when I was like eleven when I first got Twitter I used to tweet down Thomas once a week being like hey it's my birthday can you tweet me <laughs> <laughs> and he'd always do it oh what that's a man. so cute that's a really sweet story actually I feel like being a the relationship between fan and footballer would be so like you would never feel as a footballer I feel like it would make you feel quite insecure because you're so loved and so supported but then if you have a bad year they turn on you. 
You know what I mean? You'd be like, they don't value me for me. They only value what I can bring to the table. Yeah, it's very much like unless you are a player that is well known enough to have like interviews broadcast and that kind of thing so that people can like see your kind of personality or unless it's like a bit of like a diehard fan that like watches all of the club videos that get put up and that sort of thing, (laughs) then you are just based on like judge based on your performance, which I guess is like... I mean, that's, that's yeah. It's but It's probably I, the most fair way to do it, if anything. I know, but, you, I'm like, no wonder mental health is such a problem in AFL because imagine just, like, every week people are screaming, you fucking idiot, and, like, how do you not take that on board a bit? I think. Just constant criticism and, like, obviously there's so much pressure to perform from the club point of view and then not only is your professional security at risk if you're not performing but also you're getting shit on as if it's a reflection of, like, who you are as a person by the fans. I don't know if the fans would make that much of a difference to people. Yeah, I, I think that it would just be a personality thing. I think as well because if you grow up watching the footy, you've probably done that at That's some true. stage yourself, so you'd know that it's not actually That's like. That's true. Um, I do love though when you're listening to the radio or the commentary and you can hear like a fan that's really close to yeah. the box like yeah. screaming. You can do it, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, that's, but you'd get, like, the wild variations of, like, this blind support of people you don't know having so much faith in you to, like, the total opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that Which would... probably means you end up at a nice middle ground. Sure. <laughs> that's <laughs> how that works. <laughs> 129 to 61. Carlton, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry too because, well, I didn't really watch this game properly, so I don't know how... It was just, it was just, they were obviously it was just a training really badly, drill. but it's yeah. hard to know. Um, What's his name again? Asava Radicalia. Radicalia. Sorry, um, I'm not ever going to get that right. No, you know what I am because I am culturally inclusive and responsive and I will learn to pronounce the names correctly because they deserve that. What's his name? Asad Radicalia. <laughs> Wrong? Yeah. Oh. Um, Asava Radicalia. Asava Radicalia. Oh no, yeah. I don't want to be racist. That's not racism. Yeah, but it's... That's just it's, poor short-term memory. <laughs> my memory's fucked. I need to be on some kind of mood-stabilising drugs to fix my memory. That's what my GP told me. Are there drugs to fix memories? No, but, like, bad memory is a part of, like, your brain not working. So, oh, yeah. You, if you're a... It's like a... a it's a symptom, not a... Oh, yeah. how interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Is Joel Selwood... What's he doing milling around the boundary It's just because it's the last game of the year at Geelong, so they're saying goodbye to the fans. But he, oh. They're giving back. Oh, okay. Like the generous souls they are. Oh, is that why the Crows hung around last week after they got torn to shreds? Maybe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Discount is what I meant to say when I said disclude. All right, so for our final oh. outro segment of what has been an episode full of relevant content, Rose... Has been waiting several weeks now to read through the it's been AFL. One week. Okay. So I'm just trying to go back and to the midweek because that's when the problem really starts. But as I'm scrolling, oh, also, I'd like to know. This is on a side note. Who the fuck ruptured Steel Sidebottom's testicle? I, I think he probably just did it to himself. No, someone kicked him in the groin accidentally at training. Mm. What do you mean he did it to himself? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know, he just ran funny. No, he got, like, he got hit. Oh, this is also, um, shout out Lucy Hazen. 
texted and asked us to do a segment on the underappreciated players of the game. Oh, that's a good segment. Thanks, Is Lucy. Is there anyone from from my team? No, let's do from all teams because we talk well, too much about Collingwood. No, I know, but I just – because that's where I can go straight off the – well, should we go through each team and say the most underrated player? That's so boring. <laughs> well, no, that's you just, just like, said we had No, to I know, but it's, I, we, let's not, like, read it off a list. Let's just, like, think of our top – the first people that come to your mind. One that comes to mind for me is Gold Coast's Harbrow. Okay. Who – he hasn't looked to leave the sun since he got there. He's a great halfback. He just goes about it all the time, plays really well. He's like a constant in their team, which is very valuable to Gold Coast because their team changes so much. Um, and he just is a really stand-up player. That's nice. Good for you okay. and good for him. Also, another halfback, actually. I feel like a lot of them will probably be defenders. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Brayden Maynard of Collingwood. He almost never gets a goal kick against him and he just does really well and no one really gives a shit. You know what else we've forgotten to do? What? Is answer my dad's questions. Oh, so Aaron's dad sent us questions. Wait, we should have made it sound like it was a cool anonymous listener. We didn't answer those listener questions. From John Levy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, part of the reason we didn't get to them last week was because when they were sent they were really serious and quite political as well. So I feel like, I like in order to answer them appropriately, we'd, we'd have to do a lot devote of, some time. of pre-research because what was the first one? The how could Hang they on, I'm looking for it now. But I actually quite like that my dad thinks that we're capable enough to answer these questions with any insight whatsoever. Well, I remember the other one was should the draft age be changed from 18 to 19? Yeah. Okay, so this – I didn't found. know that there was – even conversation going on. Well, there might the not be. It age. might just be my dad's idea. But I would say I don't. No I disagree. One, yeah. Based on how well so many of the rookies have gone, especially this year. Yeah. Sam Walsh, Connor Rosie, and also and Arrow. But also in in terms of how long their potential careers are, that makes no sense to delay it. Well, and in terms of development of young players as well. And it's gotten older, hasn't it? It used to be like. Boomer Harvey started when he was 17. Yeah. Robert Harvey was but also, 16 I when think, he started playing for St. Kilda. Well, I think leave it what it is, but maybe bring in earlier a bit more of an emphasis on well-being and mental health so that they're in good stead to, to have those long-lasting careers. I think if anything, it's almost harder. Like, hold on, side note, we've still got Foxtel on. Jaron Roughhead has very quickly <laughs> sorted out oh a post-AFL career. He's currently interviewing Jordan Lewis, an old teammate of his. I didn't know he worked for Foxtel. Honestly, been retired for five days and he's lined himself up with boundary conflict. You know what? This is why we're not equipped to answer these questions that my dad sent us because we get distracted by Jaron Roughhead after five minutes <laughs> of serious conversation. Wait, I was looking for articles. Oh. My God! Why do you not appreciate this never-ending this? quest for funny articles? It's like just it's save it during the ne- week. It's not a never-ending <laughs> quest. Aren't these just stupid though? When you read them, yeah, but that's just news journalism in twenty nineteen. Ready to beat the heat. Maybe you don't read many newspapers. But that's just what the standard is. <laughs> Double trouble. Crows to smother pies with more than just sauce. <laughs> in regards to that's actually a good one. I'd call that a successful headline. I'd like to start with a shout-out to Fremantle. Oh, 
rather finish with a shout out to Fremantle for fucking kicking Ross out the door. Oh, yeah, let's. All right, eulogy for Ross Lyon. Don't let the door hit you on the way out to steal a text that Rose sent me three days ago. <laughs> Rose, you We hate Ross Lyon. He's a slippery little snake. And he single-handedly turned the AFL into a defensive game, which is where all of these, like, discussions and rule changes come from correcting the mistakes that Ross Lyon made yeah. in 2009 to 2011 with St Kilda. Uh-huh. My, my thing with him is that he looks like the smuggest man on planet Earth and there's nothing more unbearable than a smug man who, like, thinks that he's right and won't be told otherwise. And that's my eulogy. Rest in peace. My eulogy is fuck off. Don't come back. <laughs> it's not my eulogy that's terrible <laughs> imagine if someone says that at my funeral like well don't come back like you were planning <laughs> on it oh. even not five in the first game of the season I remember this specifically because I was like well finally someone said it they smashed the Kangas by 100 points or something over in over at Optus Stadium and their final score was up around the 150 mark which is pretty unheard of yeah like double what they would have been scoring last season if not more um and in the post-match interview Nat Fife was saying oh yeah good thing like Ross has finally got on board with the style of footy we actually want to play oh controversial like that yeah captain smacking the coach I like that he's advocating Fife for the goes players. wacko for schmackos heard it <laughs> your first hot call AFL website should hire you to write that headlines uh, everyone pretends that he's like this amazing man, need I remind you, has not won a premiership. Um, and that and that is how I'll sleep tonight. All right, <laughs> we're going. Thanks for listening. Well, Erin's going. I could be here all night. If anyone has any questions they'd like us to answer on the pod, that's not my dad or my dad. If you have more ideas, Jail, feel free. Um, Johnny P. Dynamo. That's him. All right. And on that note. Okay, bye, guys. Ciao.